Lioness Podcast listeners, and welcome back to Lioness Podcast with me, your host, Jane. Jane Lyon, that is. So I am recording you an introduction today for an amazing episode with my dear friend, Lindsay Darger. And I have just finished a delicious hour-long yin for hips yoga practice, my own practice that I have in my sunrise little virtual yoga world. And it's it's a hard practice, you guys. Like, shout out to my sunrise yogis. I know that that's one of my favorite classes, or that's one of y'all's favorite classes that I have put out there. And it is such a tough one. And I'm sitting there, like, trying so hard to just relax and relax. And I'm remembering, like, all this yin for hips is a sacral chakra opening. And we know that, like, so much of our trauma is stored in the hips and in the sacral chakra and there's so much unraveling to be done there and so these hip opening yin yoga practices are just such a beautiful way of healing the sacral chakra and I knew that after that practice once I got into this nice zen state I would want to record my intro for this for this podcast that I made and well, where was I going with that thought? Oh, and I was thinking about how Lindsay, I really look at her as a, a sacral chakra healer. That's kind of what the work that she's here to do. She's here to educate us about these spaces and help us find an empowerment through this. And and obviously I love that because I work on all the chakras and I need we need more masters out there to help us align each one. So this was a great little additional masterclass to kind of tack on to last week about going a little deeper into the sacral chakra. So if you're hooked on all the sacral chakra, chakra alignment, all this fun wisdom, and you've been thinking about joining us in sanctuary, I'm just going to open my arms really big to you and invite you into this warm space. And you know what's so interesting is that the, the girls who are signing up are really looking for community. Like that's what's wanted right now. And so I'm so glad that I can offer it in this way because it, that's really what sounds like is the driving force. And then of course, you know, the desire to get your life together and to get aligned and to really work through these steps that I am working through myself every single day. This program is just like, <sighs> it's shaping up to be so meticulously perfect. I'm 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 so excited to just be witnessing the way that it's all downloading and the energies of the people, the women who are joining us. So this is my invitation to you. If you're feeling that resonance, you're feeling that connection, that desire, just get in touch with me. Message me. Let me know what you're going through and when you apply, you get a free 30-minute coaching call with me where we just hop on the phone and you can just tell me what you're going through and we can, you know, 
have some space to just talk through a few things and 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 you can see if you vibe with me and and what I'm putting out there and um and I am also offering a little VIP upgrade so that you can get one-on-one sessions with me during the group process if that's something that you're looking for and of course sanctuary grads I am still giving you guys a very special rate if you want to join us and kind of work the steps again. (laughs) I'm constantly working the steps and I'm introducing the steps in a whole new way because now I have this Ayurvedic certification and I've been doing a lot of studying lately on just archetypes in general. And so I've been weaving that wisdom into, into the program to expand on everything. And now that I've run this program through so many amazing souls, it it's really attuned into kind of its highest potency. So anyways, we start on uh, February 22nd, 2022. So just shoot me a message if you want the link to apply and uh, let's chat about it. I would love to have you. And also in this episode with Lindsay, she's got an incredible program coming out that I'm very excited for. So Stay tuned to the end so you can listen to that. (sighs) I love this episode. I hope that you love it as much as I do. Have a beautiful time listening, and I'll see you on the other side. Hello, and welcome to Lioness Podcast with me, your host, Jane Lyon. Today, I am here with someone that I kind of feel like, you know, you're just, you're just so familiar. And I don't know if it's because you have this look that just like reminds me of like my people, the people that I, you know, grew up around, but also just this kind of sisterhood that I felt with you from the minute that I met you. This is Lindsay Darger, everyone. I'm like holding back on your name. Oh my gosh. I'm so, so, so happy that you're here. And what I like to do when I introduce my guests on the show is kind of say what I think when I see you, Mm -hmm. and then I'll let you introduce yourself in the way that you really, truly like to be received. Um, Sounds like fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, when I met you, the first thing I thought I felt was just like warmth and really like a maternal goddess-like warmth where you just kind of like want to hug and just like be in your presence, you know, and just like, can I just tell you my whole life story while you like touch my hair and you're just like, yes. And that's how I felt when I met you. And the it's funny because the way that you were introduced to me is that you are a sex coach. Mm -hmm. And you also read the Akashic Records. And so once I heard that second part, I was like even more intrigued. And you're from Salt Lake City. And then it was like even more intrigued. And I was like, I've got to meet this woman. So we met up for coffee and just like time flew. Yeah. Just like, oh, are we best friends now? So I'm so happy to have you on my show today. Lindsay, would you like to introduce yourself to the Lioness audience? Yes, yes. Hi, guys. I'm Lindsay Darger. And as uh, Jane mentioned, I am a sex coach and a self-love mentor. And I feel like that second part's really important because um, mm. I focus a lot on helping to um, really cultivate healthy practices of self-compassion and love for the women that I work with so that then when they step into sexuality and into exploring their bodies, 
it's just like it's it's full circle right like it's actually well-rounded and it's not so focused on like this um external thing it's really bringing it home so I Mm. that's how I love to kind of identify my brand um Mm -hmm. because it's just like you can't in my opinion have really that deep intimacy and connection without having it with yourself first um so I love doing that and then like uh, Jane said I do Akashic greetings and so it's funny I met Jane through Maddie Maple and um I was coaching with Maddie at the time and I was like oh my gosh I found this program like I need to go do this Akashic training. Um, I need to learn how to do this. Like it was just this really crazy story. And <laughs> yeah. um, she's like, Oh, my friend, Jane, um, Jane of 801. She lives in Salt Lake. Do you know her? She does Akashic readings. And I was like, no. So I started following you. So that was kind of my first interaction oh. with you, just like looking at your content and kind of just seeing what you were up to in the world with Akashic mm-hmm. readings and yoga and all of the things that you teach and do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I took that training and I've now been certified for five months. Wow. Oh. That's crazy. Um, and I've been doing just like, I would say two, three readings a week. It's been really consistent. Yay. It's getting more and more consistent. It's been so fun. And then I'm doing that alongside the sex coaching. And I was so uh. excited to have a conversation with you on your show because it was like, we could even go down this whole path of spirituality and the Akasha and um, just all of, all of that good stuff. So yeah, that's, uh, you know, a brief introduction, but um, we can go all kinds of different ways from there. I love it. Yes. Yeah. There's so many directions that we could go in and, you know, the first like question that pops up to the top of my head is how does your work in the Akashic field connect with the work that you do as a sex coach? Mm-hmm. And, and that, that may require us to go deeper into the work that you actually do, but you know, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. So, um, to explain that, like, I, I'm kind of curious too. just, um, I'm sure your listeners know a bit about the Akashic realm and the work that you do, mm-hmm. but to kind of explain it in my own lingo, I guess you yes, can call it. Give it to us. Um, I'm just going to explain a little bit of like what that looks like when yeah. I go up and I'm like in communication, but to quickly answer your question and I'll come back around <laughs> to me, it connects through that pathway of self-love, forgiveness, mm. compassion, and self-understanding. So it's like when you can go into your Akashic records or into your soul's records, and we can start to kind of um, communicate with your guides, your angels, pass on loved ones, um, do things like, you know, cord cutting or chakra attunements or like rewrite soul contracts. Um, it really just helps to kind of bring everything back online and into alignment mm-hmm. through your own energetic system. And it makes, makes sense of things in a way that's like these aha breakthrough moments where you're like, Oh my God, that makes so much sense. Right. And that's mm-hmm. like, it's such a beautiful tool for me to use because, um, it's not me. <laughs> like, I feel like yes. I'm tapping into this divine intelligence and it's just like coming through me. And then from there, we can take whatever information that comes through your records and what's like true for you and start to create like actionable steps to, um, really integrate that into your life. Not mm. just have this like really out there. Woo. Wow. That was a cool reading. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. so like now what do we do in the real world to like yes. embody it and integrate it so that you can see lasting change. And mm-hmm. so when I do a cautious greetings, they're not 
necessarily um, sex focused. They can mm-hmm. be, we can ask, right? Like anything to your records <laughs> yeah. to support you. Um, but what I find is that as we do like this deep dive into self, mm-hmm. we start to connect more with our desires and with our pleasures and with what we want and what we don't want and boundaries. And we start to like really um, map out what our life looks like and what we want it to become and start to like take back our power. Right. That's like my course, take your power back. It's like you take back your power and then you start to like move forward with choice Mm -hmm. and like different types of action to actually create the life that you're looking for. And so that's, I mean, that's in all aspects of life. Sexuality mm-hmm. is just something I really love to focus on. So <laughs> I hope that answers the question. But Yes, no, it, it totally does. Because, well, the first thing that I love is that you said, when we do the Akashic Records, it's not just this like, ah, oh, cool, that was awesome. Like, I did the thing, and then you leave. And, and, and I feel like so many, so often when I give readings, I first ask them, have you ever done anything like this? And they'll say like, well, I had a psychic or I did this and they told me some things. Yeah. And yeah. And like, <laughs> it's like confusion. And I'm like, so it did any transformation, you know, any deep healing come out of that? They're like, well, I'm not sure because it, it's just, it's such a different experience when you're, when you're in the Akashic field and you say it exactly like I do, like, it's not me, I'm not doing it. So I'm curious too, what else we can learn there? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, I leave sessions all the time. Like, whoa oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> like oh my gosh that was kind of crazy just yeah. the different things that line up the synchronicities the thing I mean they'll end and be like how did you know that and I'm like yeah right I didn't I'm like I swear <laughs> I was not like tapping anything before this call I don't know how I gave this reading on Friday night and afterwards I was literally like am I am I insane am I losing it because like that was nuts and like I, I'm t- I obviously take myself seriously. And at the same time, I sometimes I'm just so blown away with what I see and, and the beauty of the records. And, and I do it alongside my program too in, in Sanctuary. So anytime we're, we're getting to a block or something like they always have the option of like, today, can, can we open the records? Or, or sometimes I'll be like, yeah, we're going in circles with the same issue. We can keep talking about it. But like, we need to open the records and really get to the root of this. And what we would spend an hour talking in circles through, we can get to the root of in like 15 minutes and then work through it and ask for guidance and integration steps and really practices that can be put into play. And it's oh, I so love effortless. That. So, yeah. okay. So are you doing that inside of sanctuary then? So like mm-hmm. with your clients inside of sanctuary? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love that approach because Right now I'm doing like kind of these one-on-one, like one-off sessions, even Mm -hmm. with like my clients, instead of having that like integrated into um, the actual coaching session, it's like, okay, this is the outline We're we're together for 12 weeks, but then we have three Akashic sessions included in that. So then like once a month, we'll go in and do like a full session and then take, you know, those pieces that come through and then integrate that into 
what we're putting in again, putting in like into action in their life. So um, I love love how you do that. Like how beautiful, especially when like we get caught in those loops or those, Mm -hmm. like those moments when it's like, we can't seem to kind of break out of that patterning and that like self-destructive thought or belief. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm like, oh, I need yeah. to try that with, with one of my clients and be like, are you, yeah. are you open to maybe dropping in for 15 minutes today? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. and then, you know, going from there or yeah. in those moments saying like, Hey, we're kind of stuck. Let's, let's just like kind of, let's refer up. up, right. <laughs> yeah. Let's just see what wants to come through. And um, exactly. And, and that's really, I think when we can see very clearly that there's me, Jane, the coach, the healer, who's talking to you. And then there's Jane who is channeling everything that comes out when I switch into that space is going to be completely different. And that's when we can really see the difference between the two energies and the two realms. Um, Beautiful. We could talk about the records all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, today I really want to hear. Well, first of all, you're from Salt Lake City. You grew up not too far away from me. And now you are a self-love mentor and sex coach, which coming from this town, that's pretty radical. (laughs) So I'm curious if you'd like to just share with us kind of what got you from, you know, growing up near where I did into the work that you're doing today. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to dive into all of it. So I'm I'm thinking where I want to begin. I think my starting point typically is around just like childhood, right? So mm-hmm. I grew up um, in Salt Lake, um, just like a suburb of Salt Lake and lots of LDS families, Mormon culture here is like a bubble. And so <laughs> it's just kind of permeates everything until you leave and you're like, whoa, like Salt Lake yeah. is kind of this like weird uh, twilight zone in certain ways. And I feel like it's gotten better through time and more cultured and things like that. But um, growing up, I've always felt like a little bit outcast because I came from a family who actually was a, quite a bit different. My dad has two wives and I have 17 siblings. So I grew up in a polygamous <laughs> family and it always blows people's mind. They're like, wait, what? So like that does exist. And you know, that's like the typical Utah stereotype. It's like, how yeah. many, you know, how many uh, wives does your dad have? And I've heard all of the jokes and all of the questions. And it's honestly brought a lot of humor to my life. Um, even growing up in that way, like just making jokes growing up or like just messing with people, you know? Um, but because (laughs) of that, uh, I didn't really fit in with the Mormon crowd. Mm -hmm. Somewhat I did like, you know, polygamy is the F LDS church. So it's fundamental beliefs of the LDS church, which include plural marriage. So it's Mm -hmm. like, we had really similar like morals and standards and even like, you know, the same book that we like lived Mm -hmm. from the book of Mormon and the Bible. However, because of, you know, my parents' choice, oftentimes Mm -hmm. I was ridiculed or outcast or just like, um, judged because of something that I didn't even like get to choose. Yeah. And so from a really young age, it just gave me an interesting perspective to be like, okay, this is not my choice yet. I'm kind of taking this like backfire from it. And my parents knew that too. They were so like Mm -hmm. just families, everything. And they brought us closer together. And me and my siblings always kind of like banded together and just like stuck up for each other. And then again, like just kind of used humor. And there was a time when it became like deflective where it was like almost defensive. Like, yeah, this is just what it is. And if you're not going to like me, then fuck you, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love that. And then it turned into something 
actually really beautiful and healthy and, mm-hmm. and just had, I've had such a deep respect for the struggles and the stuff that like my parents chose in living mm-hmm. that lifestyle. Wow. But because of that and like seeing how Mormon culture is so hyper obsessed with purity and, you know, not having sex and not having sex till you're married and, and saving it for your husband and mm-hmm. it's very um, one way. And you guys, we were going to have sex. <laughs> it's just <laughs> human nature. It's where we all come from. And so there was just this piece of me growing up that, you know, started to have desires and like curiosities, but I didn't feel like I could actually communicate that not only in like my home with my parents, but then in just like this in society. Mm-hmm. And I know the U S is like, it's kind of like this all over, but Utah and Salt Lake specifically <laughs> its own special it's breed. another level. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it just made me really curious. Ultimately, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, why is this so demonized? Why is this so wrong? And then especially yeah. when I started exploring, I was like, this feels amazing. Oh. Why is this? <laughs> why is this bad? Yeah. Like, honestly, I have had so many spiritual moments mm. through my sexual journey that I was like, this to me is God. Right. Like this is a direct connection to our source of power and our creativity. Yes. Yeah. Like the, the fact that this is being like suppressed, there is a mm-hmm. reason for it. Mm-hmm. We just aren't seeing, and it's not yeah. because this is going to like put you in like damnation and hellfire. It's because it's actually your greatest source of power mm-hmm. and it's just been suppressed for so long. So then, you know, book after book, after book, I just, I just became like obsessed. And so <laughs> there's lots more to that, but that's kind of always like the, the starting point. I'm like, why, yeah. why did I get into this? And yeah, yeah. just from a young age, I was like, something's different. My dad has two wives and people are really upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, especially because I think that it, I think it sh- honestly should be more normalized. Like I, I truly see like plural marriages as a part of like the, the future of the queer community. I, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of like hate for saying that being in Salt Lake city, but <laughs> to me, it's crazy because we've been kind of coming, we're seeing more throuples. We're seeing more polyamory. We're seeing more people want to be in more community. And I've been reading this book sapiens. And what's so interesting is that throughout the most historical ancient tribes, all of that, there really wasn't one way that the communities like decided to procreate. Mm-hmm. And in, and in a lot of like hunter gatherer communities, it was like the mom, the woman, the female was sleeping with whoever she felt like because he's strong and he's smart and he's a good this and he's good at that. And she was thinking she could get all of that, like into her babies, into her womb. And all of the men equally fathered all of the children. And I just thought that is so, yeah, it's like, that's so cool. That's so interesting. And we have this history of plural marriages in Utah that has become so uh, demonized is the word that comes to mind. Like my friends, like if you bring up, if you bring up big love on HBO, they're like, we don't talk about that. Like, you know, like they would get so heated and angry. And, and so I appreciate you for just like going through that and being able to laugh about it and being, you're not like, and I guess I want to make clear for anyone listening 
Lindsay didn't grow up in like a, a commune type of, mm-hmm. you know, cultish, harmful environment. You grew up. Right. In, I, I had two moms. Yeah. One was my stepmom. <laughs> One was my other mom, you know, and my dad had to manage his relationships with both of them. And it's like, you know, it's not like you had this crazy, bizarre, different, and you just knew from the beginning. That's, like, that's a really good point to make because, you know, like I, I know many people that have grown up in really horrible situations, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, very cultish, very manipulative mm-hmm. um, and suppressing places. And so mm-hmm. I did, I grew up in Salt Lake. I went to public school my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, even until, you know, since I was three years old, my mom's actually lived in separate homes. So like, oftentimes you'll see that they all live together in like this big compound, like it, it just was, it was so normal. Like I felt like mm-hmm. I was living the same life as all of my peers, but yet it was like, this is so different. This is so bad. This is so wrong. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is different? <laughs> nothing, I mean, nothing was really different. So that's yeah. again, like, kind of piqued that curiosity, but I love that you say that about, um, sapiens. I'll have to check out the book, but mm, we've come good. from this tribal, this community sense. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now we're in these little boxes and everyone's separated and everyone's just like, doing it on their own. It's like single mm-hmm. mothers are like superheroes because yeah. quite literally they're just like doing this solo. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they know. And I think we all know when we have children and I was a nanny for a long time. I don't have kids yet, but it's like, it takes a village. Like right? I quite literally was hired out full time just to help a family raise their children. Mm-hmm. So like there's so much that goes into that. And, and then kind of this, um, this cultural thing that was like, okay, no, like women are property that we basically were just like a commodity. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned uh, when I was talking to Maddie last, it's like, we weren't even able to have our own bank accounts. Oh my gosh. For like a hundred years ago. Not, right. No, not even. It was like 50 years. It was, it was like 70 yeah. years ago, I think 1950. Yeah. Cause I think I've been telling people that too. Yeah. That's no, been no. on my mind. It's just yeah. crazy. Like we now we're coming back into this place where it's like we can take that power and really like start to explore sexuality and express sexuality you know even you're saying in the queer community it's like to be able to explore different types of relationship dynamics and Mm -hmm. to just do that confidently and openly and also like Mm -hmm. being able to express that publicly and be like I might get shade for it but like this is the way that I want to live and this Mm -hmm. is what love looks like to me and And in that it's like, it's beautiful. And it's opening up so much more um, avenues of just like understanding and openness. And that's kind of where, when you, you come across people that just don't see it that way, Mm -hmm. especially as a child, it was just like, I don't, I don't get it. So I was just Mm -hmm. like, like furiously trying to figure Mm -hmm. it out. And it led Mm -hmm. me down this path of the power that lies within our sexuality. Yes. I love it. And it's funny to kind of learn more about like your, your, your parents and have this conversation because they were rebellious in their own way. Like Mm -hmm. they were very rebellious to make that choice so faithfully and boldly and, and to, you know, raise you. I I would say that like, this is the town to not do that because people are going to be so hard on you about it. Like maybe people wouldn't be so hard on you about it anywhere else. Um, but I feel like that created a seed within you of 
rebelliousness against anything that is status quo and looking for something deeper and trusting that there's something deeper. And I appreciate mm-hmm. you for doing that work um, because, you know, I work with a lot of young girls and a lot of them happen to be from here or from similar communities where they feel almost like their sexuality was taken from them by being dress coded at the school and having like putting on makeup be kind of like part of church activities and like kind of have this like hyper feminization of all of us. But then at the same time, like don't show your shoulders because it distracts the boys and like go home and change because your midriff showed like these kinds of things where it felt I felt growing up here like the way that I looked in the eyes of men and boys was all that mattered. Mm-hmm. That was it. And any, any man could talk to me however he wanted to let me know that anything I was doing was offensive. Starting at age like 10 or 11, you know? Yeah. So, you know, Absolutely. as a queer person, I talk about being oppressed, but like, that's just one layer because I know that most of us women who grew up in this kind of community, it's a thick layer to work through. So how do we start, Lindsay? <laughs> yeah, great question. I, I'm always going to lead my, um, my ladies is what's coming to mind. I work right now exclusively with women. And so my goal is to help them go back to themselves. Mm. So how you start unraveling those stories is through self-love. And my biggest um, piece of advice is starting to cultivate a self-pleasure practice. So yes, Mm. masturbate. Actually, (laughs) like go fuck yourself, you guys, please. Because as you start to explore these parts of your body and you start to create like new neural pathways and new connections to what pleasure looks like for you. Mm-hmm. It almost makes the other shit obsolete. Mm. Like you're just, you don't identify so hard with it anymore because you're just like, Oh, I just had this experience that was like mind blowing and not just in like this, you know, physical orgasm type of way, but like cosmic Mm-hmm. connection to your heart connection to yourself and so to to kind of give you like a more tangible thing to do and and a little bit of a story behind what brings me to recommending this is going through my own unraveling and going through some really difficult times in my own life specifically a breakup that happened in 2016 and I moved out um, that boyfriend's house. I moved up to Park City and I got my own apartment. And this was the first time in my life where I ever lived alone. I came oh. from a family of 17 people. I'd never had my own bedroom. I always shared a room. And then as wow. soon as I moved out, I had roommates, right? Or I was in relationships. And so I finally, like, I got to be alone. And it was just this, like, space where I was like, oh my God, like, unraveling. I don't have to ask anyone if I can do something. I don't have mm-hmm. to tell anyone that I'm doing something. I don't have to have a reason why. I can quite literally just do whatever I want. And mm-hmm. that was in itself so liberating. But in that time frame, I decided to 
actually become um, celibate. So I'd already had sex at that point. I was having sex with my boyfriends. Um, but after that breakup, it was just so devastating to me that I was like, I need a minute to mm-hmm. like heal and to kind of work this out. And so I bring this up because again, we all have our own stories, but it's like, whatever you're going through, whether that's a breakup, whether that's, you just struggle with, you know, connecting with your sexuality, or maybe you have a low libido or like whatever it is that's in your, in your space, when you can take time to be with yourself, and this doesn't always have to be through masturbation, but quite, quite literally just go, go be alone for a little while, Mm -hmm. journal, meditate, reflect, ask yourself some deeper questions to get to the root of what is holding you back. What beliefs, like what stories are you holding onto that aren't serving you? Mm-hmm. And You know, in this process, I was like, I'm going to be celibate. I know that I have a tendency to want to just go and like be intimate with someone because I'm lonely. So mm-hmm. it's like, how can I step out of that pattern? And instead of going outside of myself for that validation, how can I create that within? So it just started me on this journey of really discovering what I liked for me, separate mm-hmm. from anyone else. Yeah. And then in that, I committed to a 30-day self-pleasure practice. So that means I self-pleasured every day for 30 days straight. <laughs> and I love it. Some people are like, wait, what? Like that's like a lot. And it it's um something I get asked all the time when I tell people this, they're like, how, like, I'm not turned on like that every day. I wasn't either. Mm -hmm. It wasn't this, it wasn't about the turn on. It was about discovering the turn on and discovering what I liked, what I didn't like, but also the things that needed to be healed. Mm -hmm. And so when I tell my girls to start to cultivate this self-pleasure practice, I'm a big advocate for insertion toys or like dildos. I personally mm-hmm. like either like glass or like a crystal wand because it's more firm. And mm-hmm. the reason that I recommend these is because you can actually go inside your womb mm-hmm. and you can start massaging these different, almost like pressure points that we hold trauma and mm-hmm. we hold stories. We hold things that we, we just hold on to. Yeah. Our body is like this walking, talking encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if your back hurts, it's, it's probably because it's actually trying to tell you something. Mm-hmm. And there is an emotional correlation with literally every part of your body. Yeah. So for those of you who maybe never heard this, look up Louise Hay. She mm-hmm. has a book called heal your body. It's like a to Z. And she just like lists these parts in our body and the emotional correlation to it. And so it's the same with our womb. And what I discovered in this process is I would be in the self-pleasure practice and I would hit this point and I'd be like, mm. it feels really like numb. There's not mm-hmm. really any sensation here. And I would start to massage it and be like, mm. and then it would start to hurt. Not a sharp pain. It was just kind of this dull aching. And I'm oh. like, what is this? And then I felt like I wanted to cry. So mm-hmm. I ended up just like sobbing. Mm-hmm. And I would just cry and cry. And then once I had this release, I would have these like crazy breakthroughs. Wow. And like, like I said earlier, some of the spiritual experiences or some of the sexual experiences I've had have been some of the most spiritual experiences I've had and some of the deepest mm-hmm. connections I've had with myself yeah. is through these moments of allowing whatever wants to come up to come up mm-hmm. and allowing myself to be seen and to be felt and to be heard by myself in Mm -hmm. such a vulnerable place and in such a place that 
I always held so much shame around, like mm-hmm. should be doing this. Even in those moments, like I'd have a resurfacing childhood memory and be like, you're so messed up. Like, mm-hmm. why are you thinking about your childhood when you're masturbating? Like, and then I'd have to like untangle that story. And that story. Like, why is like, why yeah. am I judging myself for this? Like, I'm just yeah. touching my own body. It's like, yeah. I'm touching my elbow. Why is this any different than touching uh-huh. my vulva? I yeah. like, I don't know why <laughs> this has become such a thing. And that's what yes. I've been working on unraveling for so long. And now I'm at a point to help women mm-hmm. unravel that as well. So you asked where women can start. And I know it seems really vulnerable and maybe like, um, no, I'm not doing that, especially not for 30 days. Mm-hmm. Um, but anything you can do to start to build a relationship with your sexuality and with your body yeah. is going to be profound. Mm. Grab a hand mirror, just look at yourself if that's all you can mm-hmm. do. You can't mm-hmm. even look at yourself, just stand naked in front of the mirror. Mm, and just like love the person that you see looking back Mm. and just take time to really spend with yourself cultivating a deep relationship of love because you know people are always like how do I have a better sex life and how do I do this and this and it's like it starts with you Mm -hmm. like if you want to communicate well in the bedroom that starts with you knowing your anatomy touching yourself, figuring out the places on your body that you do and don't like to be touched or mm-hmm. maybe don't like, but you're just like, eh, that doesn't do much for me, but this mm-hmm. does a lot for me, right? Discovering <laughs> that. And then you can yeah. communicate it. But if you don't know, mm-hmm. how is your partner supposed to know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And especially if you're in like a heterosexual relationship, mm-hmm. it's like, you don't have the same parts. So it's like, <laughs> Like they're just, you know, they're like, uh, yeah, a like give, give them some guidance It's supposed to like understand. And, and then there's also this like societal, almost like this ego about like, you know, men are like, I'm, I've slept with all of these women. It's like this prideful thing. And it's like, you know, this bro thing. It's so, so interesting. But then it's like, you sit down to have an in-depth conversation about sex and make eye contact and like, mm-hmm. it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like there's almost again, that defense, because it's like so much is built up around the ego of like, Mm. we just, you know, have, we just fuck, we just like have to fuck. And uh, there's so much more depth available if we're Mm. willing to go there, but it starts with you yeah, because you attract everything that you are, you know? Ah, Love that. Thank you so much for just, for being a speaker on all of this because I think that it's such an important message. I've had so many, I remember at my yoga teacher training, um, we actually had a a lot of Tantra courses there. And a lot of uh, the girls, the the straight ones specifically were like, I haven't really had an orgasm. And then another girl would be like, yeah, me neither. And they kind of felt like, and they all had boyfriends and they kind of felt disappointed. And I was like, girls, this is not their fault. Like, are you taking care of, do you like, you haven't given yourself one? Like that is the first problem, honey. And they were like, so, and these weren't even girls from Utah. Like I was so surprised they were like so shy and, you know, and I was just like, wow, I didn't realize how much this message needs to be spread of like, you're in charge of your own pleasure. Start a practice with yourself. That's beautiful. Have you taken the steps to communicate that? That's the Mm -hmm. other thing. Like you don't, Again, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, well, I don't orgasm. 
Are you faking it? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I wish everyone could see Lindsay's face right now. Just like I, that, okay. I will try to be that friend who, when that is my response, does he know that? Yeah. Because (laughs) really it's like, then talk about it and and, and explore and, and figure that out. And I just think you're, you're obviously, you, you know what you're talking about. Like that first step is, is starting with yourself. And, um, I'm definitely, I love the way that you described this practice with the wand, because I've talked about, I talked about it in my last episode about how sex is healing, but you're really describing to us a yoga practice where we're trying to move these, what we call samskaras, right? There are these energetic knots in the body. And for me, it's always twists. Like sometimes I'll get into this deep twist and all of a sudden, like all this anxiety and this emotion and these memories come up and I'm like, oh my God, am I okay? And I remind myself like, you're okay. Like the energy is releasing, like it's coming up out of the cells, like let it go, breathe through it, keep going. And once I, you know, on my journey became curious about penetration, I started to realize like the same thing happens and it can be like, it can be painful. It can be numb. And if we can keep on returning to it and working it like a muscle in a very gentle, loving, sacred way, you, the, the releases that I've experienced is what helped me to really see clearly how much is ingrained in our DNA, like through the lineages of women that I've been in. Like there are times when I feel like I am releasing like generations worth of trauma through my orgasm. And it's like so overwhelming sometimes that I like cry afterwards. And I'm like, I just healed like generational time. <laughs> I guarantee it. I, I fucking guarantee it. So wild. There's, this, there's this term that I've seen recently circulating on Instagram called de-armoring. Mm. And I was like, I love that word. Mm-hmm. And it's about um, a self-pleasure practice exploring the internal parts of our anatomy Mm. through what you just explained. Mm -hmm. And I've done, you know, yoga classes and I am actually like a practitioner of um, Kundalini. I do it every Mm. day and I've done a lot of like vinyasa flows and you just saying the samskaras, I was like, Oh my God, like, yes, that's again, another beautiful way to explain what that is. I, I sometimes will relate it to like, you, know, you have like a knot in your back and it's like, you need mm-hmm. to like massage it out. But once it out, mm-hmm. it's like, you feel great. Same mm-hmm. thing. It's like, once you release that samskara or again, back to that word de-armoring, it's like, once you can mm-hmm. let down those walls and de-armor kind of some of these blocks and some of these emotional holds that we have in our body, mm-hmm. we open ourselves up to experience ourselves on such a deeper level and more of like our true essence of who we actually are. Yeah. And also experiencing deeper and deeper levels of pleasure it's mm-hmm. like once you break through something like that and maybe this has been your experience maybe not you could share but like after those experiences for me the next time I, I just had like the craziest orgasm of my life but also <laughs> like deeply and profoundly connected to like self and source that felt mm-hmm. yeah and it's like I'd go back to that spot the next time and instead of feeling numb and painful it was like I just want to be touched here the whole time. This feels so good. There's like you so unlocked a new level. Potential. Yeah. 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 And really, I mean, the thing that is crazy for me is that my spiritual awakening literally was like paralleled to my sexual awakening. Like 
I converted to Buddhism and came out probably within like the same month. Mm -hmm. And I realized that the more I spent time meditating, focusing on in, in Tibetan Buddhism, we do a lot of chakra energy work, which is why I'm so into it. We're doing a lot of kind of internal systems, clearing, flowing, like allowing so much. And a lot of Tibetan Buddhism really is rooted in like allowing that sexual prana to flow. Mm-hmm. And so it was crazy how like my sex life started improving as I started getting more tapped in spiritually and really like feeling like this is so much bigger than this like human dirty thing that we do. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I just kind of wanted to reflect on how I, to me, it's the exact same path and maybe yeah. not everyone sees it that way. And that's totally fine. Um, the next question that comes to mind is kind of, okay, so I'm getting really comfortable with myself. Things are going good. How do I bring, maybe I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm pretty timid and shy. I'm, I'm not going to act like I'm going to ask this question for someone else, even though I am like a very sensual being. And I have been my entire life. I still get so shy sometimes. And I feel myself kind of like closing off and getting nervous. And it's, kind of really annoying to be honest and I was wondering like what your advice would be to someone who like finds themselves wanting to to tell their partner what they've learned or explore something new but you get I'm I I definitely have some like trauma around just like being rejected sexually Mm -hmm. by others and so I think that I get I get I get nervous and I get shy and and what's your advice for me yeah The first thing that comes to mind um, is about speaking to those emotions and Mm. speaking from like an eye perspective. Okay. And just, just like bringing that up, it's not even going so deep in down the rabbit hole of sexuality. It's just like, Mm -hmm. there's some things that I want to talk to you about and I just Mm -hmm. feel pretty vulnerable. I feel shy about this. I'm avoiding talking about this. So I know that this is probably something that I should bring up to you and like kind of getting past that, um, the like jitters, you know, like the awkwardness mm-hmm. and just in like speaking to that emotion mm-hmm. will help to open up that door and that channel of mm-hmm. communication. Um, and so I always love just like starting there and just being like, yeah. Hey, I, I want to talk to you about some, you know, some things in our sex life and, mm-hmm. um, and some things that feel really vulnerable and like I feel scared to bring up because I don't want to be rejected. Mm-hmm. And I would love a space to like have a really like open conversation with you. And like, I would love to make it fun and exciting and like explorative or whatever you want to make it. And mm-hmm. um, when would be like a good time to do that rather than like in the moment of almost like reaction of like, mm-hmm. Oh, something just came up. And now I'm like, I need to talk about it. And then yeah. you just like react and you're like, okay, well, this is happening and I'm not okay with it. And yeah. And then all of a sudden, right. It can just create kind of that drama mm-hmm. um, triangle where it's like, then they feel attacked or like, they're not there. They feel rejected. Like they're not mm-hmm. doing something right. Yeah. Um, so just when you can like slow it down a little bit and like really create a space to instead respond Mm. and just be like I would love to cultivate a space this next week when like Mm -hmm. we can schedule it and like plan a time to like sit down and like talk and be there like Mm. to just be present with each other yeah 
And then when it's like known and it's planned, then it's like, you can go into it and just like, like exhale. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've both like opened up this, like this sacred space really to mm-hmm. invite in a conversation around what's working and what I don't even like to say what's not. It's just like mm-hmm. communicating desires and boundaries and also like what you want to see more of. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I, you know, tell people how to like communicate what they do want more of is to do it like that, right? The more that you focus on the things that you do want, the less of the things that like maybe aren't just like your favorite, they just don't happen as frequently because your partner's focused on the things that you've communicated that you love. Mm -hmm. But also if there's something where you're just like, that's a hell no, but I haven't (laughs) told my partner that because I think I'm going to hurt their feelings. Yeah. um, Say no. Yeah. And, uh, communicate that and communicate that consent for what feels right for you and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, you know, I really invite people to like step into that space where you can have time just to talk about your sex life. Yeah. And just be like, Hey, let's talk about it. Like, do you enjoy it? Do you enjoy the frequency? Do you enjoy what we do together? Is there anything you would like to add anything that maybe we've done that like you really just didn't like? Mm-hmm. or anything that's like you, we tried and it's just like an it's a it's a no for you and then even like opening a space to explore why it's a no like why did that trigger you what emotions mm. did that bring up for you because mm-hmm. oftentimes there's something deeper there just like mm. you know in that self-explored um exploring practice where it's like oh this is uncomfortable like just ignore it don't go there yeah. I'll just grab out my vibrator and rub one out. It's like, no, actually like, go there. <laughs> Talk about it. Like, yes. why, why does anal trigger you? Mm-hmm. Or why do you not want to have like oral sex? Do you mm-hmm. feel like, you know, self-conscious? Do you not want me to go down there? Like mm-hmm. opening up the conversation because typically there's just something deeper. It's like mm-hmm. self-esteem, confidence, um, you know, like cleanliness, like there could be so many possibilities. And yeah. if you don't know, then there's no like creating something new. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, there's this treasure hunt. <laughs> That's yeah. like what I'm seeing in my head as you talk is that we're like, we don't want to bury the tre. We don't want to dig it up because it'll be hard. And it might not be easy and we might not find treasure, but like, it sounds like chances are like there's treasure there. There's like healing to be done, more depth that you could access, more intimacy that you could access together. And, and it's interesting how you say, like, have a conversation. Like, I think so many of us wait until we're in the bedroom and the trigger or the desire or the thing or the feeling, the thought are coming up that we're like, we should talk about it in this point. But you're totally right. To do the complete opposite. It's yeah. in those moments because it's like imagine, like you're laying there naked, your <laughs> legs are wide open. Someone's <laughs> like, "Hey, by the way, this sucks," and you're just like, "Oh!" <laughs> like ego instantly is like, "Ouch!" Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like be present when you're with your partner, mm-hmm. and then like debrief afterwards it doesn't have to be immediately afterwards Mm -hmm. and if you can start to do that and be like after have some like um you know cuddling and just like talking about what you liked and like what you want more of if that is something that you feel safe doing in the container of your relationship Mm -hmm. and if if that gets to wait until the next day or something Mm -hmm. planned it's like just 
just be in like the energy of where you're at after having mm-hmm. some sort of sexual exchange. Cause that's mm-hmm. also really beautiful to sit in. But yeah. yeah, I would say to do the opposite. Most people think, Oh, we're having sex. Let's bring it up now. And, and that ends up creating like, yeah. more tension and more um, feelings of rejection or mm-hmm. loneliness or isolation or like whatever you're like, almost like this core wound that often mm-hmm. repeats for people wow. can be triggered in these moments because it's yeah. such a vulnerable place. And there is so much dogma around sexuality so it's like Mm -hmm. you're dealing with your own things but then your partner also has their own perception of what sexuality is to them and how they Mm -hmm. were raised to believe to have a sexual be a sexual being basically Yeah. yeah wow oh my gosh that is so so beautiful like just you know I think that again thank you for having these conversations because this is I've literally never thought about that how like stopping in the moment to like be in your feels and express like that's my fear is that you know while I'm engaging with someone they like uh, you know stop and they're you know like we need to talk about this like I'm gonna feel rejected so fast Mm -hmm. and so I really like the idea of setting time outside of the bedroom that you know when you're just in like a normal setting to have these conversations that's beautiful I I want to touch on the the treasure map really quickly when you said that I was like (laughs) yes I love that that's what it makes you think of that's the picture that we've painted because I always um like that analogy so much and when um I was talking with Maddie we went down this kind of a rabbit hole of like pleasure mapping is what I like to call it Mm. it really is it's like um, you go into like this world of like what's available and what's possible here mm-hmm. and it's like the deeper you go and the more communication that happens and the more openness and willingness to like put your ego aside and just be present with the person that's in front of you mm-hmm. like the more treasure that you unearth in that process and like sure you might have to like fight off like you know dragons in the meantime and like you know all these mythological creatures that are just like trying to screw up the path but it's like once you defeat Mm -hmm. that and you get to that like next level it's like Mm -hmm. it's profound and it's like you really get to see someone's soul yeah like the deepest most intimate most vulnerable part Mm -hmm. of who they are that they really don't share Mm -hmm. with many people Mm -hmm. you get to be a part of that and when you get to be in like for me there's so much beauty in cultivating like long-term relationships because it's like when you go through that journey with someone it's like you really get to see more and more and more of them as Mm -hmm. you grow Mm -hmm. and so like I know that you are part of like the queer community here and like I've shared about my upbringing and like my family Mm -hmm. and for me like I've been kind of on this path of monogamy because I think growing up I didn't have a lot of that one-on-one attention and some of like Mm -hmm. the um, things that I was like seeking and craving from my parents mm-hmm. that I maybe had wanted. And so now I find like so much beauty and depth in the monogamous relationship that I have and in committing mm-hmm. so deeply to each other and being like devotional and like exploring within just the container that is us, because it's like, mm. it just feels so like nourishing and so beautiful yeah. to share that with like just one person for me. Mm-hmm. But but that's also something that you can create in 
all relationship dynamics, but there, there's just really something to be said about finding the depth here. Like I'm all about sleep with whoever you want. Like an orgasm is an orgasm. Like whether you're having this deep, profound spiritual journey, or you do just grab your vibrator and have an orgasm, like just go have more (laughs) orgasms. The world is just going to be a better place for it quite literally, but also like, how can you start to explore the depths of what's possible? Because Mm -hmm. once you start, and I think, you know, this, like Mm -hmm. once you go down this hole and like you start reading and then trying things on and then like kind of having this investigative, I guess, like perspective around what's possible. It just becomes so fun. Yeah. It just becomes so fun. And then kind of the question you asked at the beginning, like all of the, the dogma and the beliefs and the bullcrap, just, it just like falls away. It's mm-hmm. Like you don't even have to work through those stories in the same way. Mm-hmm. Just like, they, they don't even make sense anymore. It was like all mythology. Right. You're just like, "Mm, I just don't subscribe. I just don't subscribe to it anymore because Mm -hmm. I've, I've had an experience of, of God Mm -hmm. through sex. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I love it. Oh my gosh. You're so wise. Okay. So there's, I want to, I want to talk to you a bit about your course that you're launching soon because it's called take your power back. And that just, excites me because in sanctuary in the second chapter we go into the sacral chakra which is you know Mm. between the hips the pleasure centers the genitals the womb space all of that and it's so so much of the work that we're doing in that chapter with the sacral chakra especially as women is getting ourselves out of oppressive power dynamics remembering Mm. that we are fully empowered beings we always have a choice that we're in charge And also the energetics that are tied up within the sacral chakra are obviously sexuality, but maybe not as well known that money, creativity, talent, career, all of that energy is also wrapped up in there. And so when you say take your power back, I'm like, oh, this is the course for the sacral chakra. And I was wondering if you just tell us more about like, I think of you as a self-love mentor and sex coach. So what is taking your power back have to do with it? Yeah. So thank you for asking. I'm so excited to be talking about this because it's just coming so soon. And I'm just like, every day I'm like thrilled to just like creating the course content and like just deep diving Mm -hmm. into everything that I'm going to be creating with my ladies. And so um, the first thing I want to kind of bring up is the word sovereignty. Mm, Yeah. I love the word sovereignty. too. My podcast, which is going to be um, relaunching in this next year, is called Sexual Sovereignty. And the Mm. reason I wanted to bring this word up is because it's quite literally like taking your power back. Um, The word itself actually means like to have like supreme power or like authority over like uh, yourself or like Mm -hmm. over like a a reigning um, sovereign queen or king is kind of how mm-hmm. a lot of people think of it, right? Like mm-hmm. they rule over like a domain. Yeah. And so that's, to me, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to rule over my domain, my body <laughs> and yeah. have, you know, um, like this authority to govern myself mm-hmm. and be in choice of what happens to my body, not allowing someone else to make those choices for me. 
And so um, I just love that word. And that's really something that um, was kind of, I would say the seed of this course kind of came from that word itself and from wanting to kind of base my business around this idea that like, when we can release like the shame and the stories and the stuff that like holds us back, we can fully step into our power and into the pleasure that's available through, like through everything, not just through um, orgasm and sexual expression, but quite literally through life. Like Mm -hmm. everything lights up. And so to kind of go into the chakras, like you said, our sacral chakra is our sexual center, but so is our root, but our root is more mm-hmm. like survival. Yeah. The fact that it is in our root chakra and our root chakra is all about survival mm-hmm. just tells you that it's an instinctual thing. It is something that we are born to want and to desire and to have in our lives for procreation, mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. first and foremost, that's part of survival is to carry on our species, yeah. but also because it's something that is actually some of our, like, it's our greatest power mm-hmm. lies within that. And so mm-hmm. I always like to think of it in kind of like, um, inverting and like, I don't know if this is the right word, but like, I think of like the energy centers, like going up and out, right? So you like go from mm-hmm. your out your crown, mm-hmm. but it can also happen in the same way. So from your crown yes. down. So it's like you have your first center and then that moves up to your second. So like you said, money, creativity, career, sexuality, this is like more of that creative energy mm-hmm. and everything is created from the center, like quite literally physical life. We make mm-hmm. babies. Mm-hmm from this center and we can grow humans inside of ourselves us with, you know, uteruses and it's pretty amazing. Um, but then not only that, it's like when we aren't birthing an actual human, all of our ideas start as seeds in our root and then they sprout here and they just like go up and -hmm. eventually out, right. Creating kind of this, like this way of manifesting into Mm -hmm reality and the way I like to think of it is like it goes up and then it hits your your sacral which is all about like personal power and like taking Mm -hmm. action so you have the idea but then you like do something about it and then when you infuse that with your heart it's like it's coming from this heart-centered space and it's it's Mm -hmm. not just so locked in like the physical world and the ego Mm -hmm. and just for like greed and like just for you right it's not just for you Mm -hmm. anymore it's for humanity and for the world and then you bring that up and you speak it into existence through your words and then you bring that up and you see it with your third eye and you like visualize it to call it in and then you put that up to spirit and you just like let it go you're just like this is it and like let it come to me Mm -hmm. and then the same thing it's like when you have this divine inspiration to actually do something it like comes in Mm -hmm. and you have this idea and you see it and you're like oh I'm I'm gonna talk about it and like tell someone about this idea and then you get so Mm -hmm. passionate about it and like it infuses all of this heart into it and then you're like oh my gosh this is like meaningful and it's gonna impact the world I need to do something about this Mm -hmm. and so you bring it down into your sacral or not your sacral your solar plexus and then you're like okay well how like now I'm taking this action but how do like I infuse like creativity and how do I like make it tangible and like create something real, you know, like an actual real tangible item with it. And then you ground it down into the earth. And all of a sudden 
you've made a book or something, right? It's like someone can hold and it in their hand and a hard item here yes. in this physical reality. Like we can yes. actually make things like I could go downstairs and like make a sandwich. Like I can actually do that. And it's like a thing that I can eat and it blows my mind sometimes. And the chakras do that for the us. Yes. That. So I, I love that. I have a long winded way to explain the power mm-hmm. really yeah. cultivated there, but throughout our whole our yeah. body, our whole energy mm-hmm. um, and through all of the chakras, but this is not one you can ignore. Mm-hmm. No, it's part of the puzzle. It's a part of who you are. Yes. And it's also what helps you tap deeply into your creativity, your purpose, what you want to do in this life. And also like how to make money doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. being prosperous so that yeah. you can create There's so energy. much there. Yeah. There's so much there. Um, and so I love that you brought up chakras because I don't think I've ever voiced that before. Yeah, you're just like, let's talk this weird psychedelic thought that I have sometimes. And I'm like, this is so crazy. Oh yes. Oh no. It's that that train of thought that you had, I have had it so many times because the energy spirals upward and it spirals downward. It goes from gross to subtle, subtle to gross. It's the way that we manifest, it's the way that we interact with the world. And you know, the second chapter of my sanctuary program, this chakra is usually the most triggering. It's where my students get the most kind of uh, uneasy stress. You know, when we're about to embark on chapter two, they've got that like, I don't know. And that really shows me why it's so important for you to do the work that you do, because, you know, we can cover as much as we can, but there's so much going on there and so much work that needs to be done. So, um, so what I focus on is just like helping to like awaken and really mm-hmm. cultivate a relationship with this whole part of our body, but mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. go more like cosmic is your energy center. It's like mm-hmm. waking that up and turning it on. So it's like working for you. And yeah. so many people are just like, turned off mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. you get these questions like I don't know what my purpose is I don't know what I'm supposed to do I don't I like what like just this like spinning of wheels of like I'm not mm-hmm. a creative person I don't know I can't do anything like I'm not one of those people that can like go start my own business or like mm-hmm. have the job of my dreams or like this all starts here yeah. and so what what I do in my program is we really focus on again self-love so like the first part is all about like foundations and basics because again like you can't you can't really um communicate or understand what you like without even just knowing your basic anatomy mm-hmm. so like I run these local pussy paint nights here in Salt Lake so <laughs> if you're listening with local you might because you follow Jane um they're so fun and I teach basic anatomy while we paint on canvases so we're not painting our body just FYI, but we go into just some <laughs> of the basics. So the first um, module, the first four months, excuse me, four weeks of this 12 week course, mm-hmm. we're focused on those foundations. So like language, how are we talking to ourselves? Mm. How are we speaking to our bodies? Um, how are we actually like communicating and also having the language to know what to communicate, like what parts on our bodies um, do we like sensational touch and mm-hmm. where do we experience the most pleasure and where's our G spot and where's our cervix and how big is our clitoris? I always have this on my desk. So I'll just show it. Like this is a model of your clitoris and it's so big. Like, it's just this big thing. And people, is that like regular size? Yes. This is the size of oh your my gosh. clitoris. Wow. 
It's so, it's so cute. I'm glad that's and just sitting on your desk. Yeah. It's like art in my office. There's just like sex I stuff everywhere. It. I have my puppet here too. Oh my gosh. She's holding a much bigger fuzzy clitoris now that looks silky and fuzzy. This is your vulva. Is so that's like everything. You're right. You're like, that's, this is the vulva, Jane, not the clitoris. This is the clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I love it. Go, How fun. Yeah. It's so fun. So we go into like foundations around your actual anatomy. We talk about like shame stories, the things that hold us back. We go into like love languages, erotic blueprint, really discovering mm-hmm. just what is available to us. Like mm-hmm. what's even here that we can work with. Start there because then when we go into the second portion of it, where we dive into like a cultivating a self-pleasure practice, I help you cultivate one specific for you. Mm -hmm. And we talk about, you know, some of the basics like sex toys, lube, safety, STIs, you know, we we need to talk about that. That's a part of having healthy and safe sex. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we go into that de-armoring, like I talked about, like that breaking down those walls and starting Mm -hmm. to discover some of these inner layers and caverns and these, like we go on a treasure hunt. I love that you brought that in. (laughs) So we really start to like take back our power by claiming what we like and what we desire. And then the Mm -hmm. final part of the course is about relationships. So like, how do we bring that into our lives? How do we communicate that with partners? We talk a little bit about kink and Tantra. We just kind of do like a little intro too, because they're really fun avenues you can explore sexuality. Um, But then we also talk about like conscious conception, like how are you going to be birthing anything into the world, not Mm. just babies, but it's like, if you do want to be a parent or if you're already a parent, how are Mm -hmm. we infusing this into our daughters, into our little girls, into our sons, Mm -hmm. but also like into anything we create in our life, whether that's a business Mm -hmm. or it's a piece of art. It's like, how can we turn on that energy center and start to actually use the gifts that are available to us through this and not just like ignore it? Because once you unlock that, so much else just like comes alive. Yeah. um, Yeah. I'm just so excited. Wow. So many things we're going to be going into, but yeah, that's kind of it. Sounds explanation. It sounds amazing. And you know what's so funny is I keep getting these visuals. This is what happens when you're in the records of my middle school and high school health classes and what shit they were. (laughs) Like, Wait, you're describing to me what I should have learned in high school. And isn't it amazing that this is like a cutting edge offering that you're creating for women when I'm like, why, why, like, why didn't we learn these in school? That's what I'm talking about. I mean, that's where like the passion comes from. Yeah. You're like, I've got to educate people. Anger. I was like, what in like this is my yeah. own body. Like, mm-hmm. why is nobody talking about this? When you, mm-hmm. when you go to these health classes, I'm assuming we went to something similar since we grew up in the same state. I'm it's sure it was the exact same. All about and everything. <laughs> yeah. It's all about celibacy. So don't mm-hmm. have sex. And then mm-hmm. the only thing they teach you about is pregnancy and STDs or STIs. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. if you do have sex, you will get pregnant and you will die. I will use that quote. <laughs> it's like not even a joke. Die. It's so true. That's all it is. And that's why yeah. I mean, that quote was so funny for Mean Girls because it's mm-hmm. so relatable. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, that's basically sex yeah. ed in a nutshell. 
Mm -hmm. all you talk about. And Mm -hmm. then like, when you even look at the female anatomy, all you look at is the uterus Mm -hmm. and the fallopian tubes and the ovaries. That's it. Where's the vaginal canal? Where's the vulva? Where's the clitoris? Where is my anatomy? Where is the rest (laughs) of it? It's so infuriating. And so that anger turned into, I need to learn, turned into, I need to teach this because it is quite literally foundations mm-hmm. foundations mm-hmm. yeah and uh if you want to go even above and beyond that like we have to start here and I yeah. see a lot of like sex coaches on the internet that are amazing and they've found their own like niches and way of like diving into things and because I think so many um, women in this space who are teaching it have gone to such depths themselves like they're like let's go like deep like I'm gonna mm-hmm. take you to the deep end and mm-hmm. it's like, for me, I'm like, sign me up. Like I'm there with you. Like take yeah. me to your, like your end of the, like, you know, tunnel that I maybe haven't been to yet. Like yeah. how do you perceive this? And for someone who grew up in a lot of religious dogma, a lot of shame, mm-hmm. like, um, what? Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm not ready to do Tantra. Yeah. No, what is kink? Like, are you going to like tie me up and hurt me? Like, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah like basics first binders. So yeah it's like basics first like yeah slow down and take some time on yeah these foundational things because then everything else again is built on that mm-hmm. and you can explore all of the different avenues yes. and do it confidently uh, because you're like oh yeah that's what that is yeah I've set some foundation start meditating before you decide to open the Akashic records. <laughs> yes. Like these little, just take the first steps. Like you said, like start with the mirror, if that's where your first step is. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, you know, just thank you for taking responsibility for becoming a teacher in this realm, because all of our middle school teachers failed us. <laughs> Maybe someday you'll be able to intru- in- infiltrate the educational school system. I actually have a lot of clients who work in the educational school system structures. So mm. it's funny how I'm seeing more and more of you come up and I'm like, yeah, let's just keep connecting you all. And, you know, um, just bringing more education into public schools, because what I am thinking about is how as an 18 year old virgin, I flew to Southern Oregon and landed at the university there with absolutely zero sex, sex education. And the, the co-ed dorm I was in was oh. like, <laughs> like I little was Jane was shock. very, oh my God, worst culture shock I've ever had. And I've been around the world. And that was <laughs> like, I was so confused. I was so lost. I was so freaked out and I really wasn't prepared. You know, I really wasn't. And that's okay. You know, it's nobody's fault except for the entire patriarchy. And I just (laughs) hope that we can, you know, I'm grateful to all. So anyone listening, first of all, if you're listening and you think that there is something for you in this program with Lindsay, like just like do it, like just decide, like reach out to her now because we, we need, we talk about this in Buddhism, how we need wisdom holders. We need people that will carry the information and continue to study it and continue to learn it and embody it and share it with others so that we can all continue down our evolution. I can't, I can't be the master of, you know, these things. You're going to be the master of these things and you're going to attract all these amazing students to master these things. 
and keep educating us all. So beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So, so much. I'm so excited and we're so at your next pussy paint night. Like, yes, we're so there. Um, and lastly, would you like to just let us all know how we can find you? Where, where do we look for you? Yes. So, uh, Instagram at Lindsay darker and my website is the same. So it's L I N D S E Y. And then darker is D A R G E R hard G. And then, um, I am also, like I said, relaunching my podcast. So just stay tuned. If you start following me on, you know, my Instagram platform, you'll see when that kind of comes up. Um, and I'm going to be having just conversations like this, but I really am going to be diving in to detail with, um, just regular women about their own sexual backgrounds, stories, breakthroughs. I'm so excited to, to start that. I think I'm most excited Beautiful. about that. Of course, the launch of my, um, my program. So just Instagram, so reach out, DM me. I'm here. I'm here to answer questions, connect, support, love you. Anything mm. you need. I'm here. Yes, and I do yes. Akasha greetings too. So yes. Oh my gosh. So I would love to have you on another episode later on to talk more about that work and give our audience a little reading if, if that sounds oh, yeah, fun to you. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. It's really fun. Yes. I would totally okay. do that. That Great. would be yeah. so fun. We will definitely have you back, my dear. I know that my audience just loves you already and hopefully a lot of inspiration today. Hopefully people wanting to go and work with you just because I'm like, we all need to learn this. We all need to learn this. So flock towards Lindsay. Everyone. <laughs> And uh, all that's what I was going to say. I will link your information in the show notes <laughs> so that people can Perfect. come find you. They can book readings with you. They can get to know all of you. They can see your gorgeous face. And um, yeah, Lindsay, thank you so, so much for coming on here today and just being so open and sharing your stories and, you know, not everything that you're saying is easy for everyone to say. And you just show up with such grace and wisdom and ease. And Mm -hmm. I really admire it. And I'm so grateful to have found a friend like you in this city. So thank you for existing and anything, anything else you want to say to the audience? Just that I love you. Thank you so (laughs) much for having me on Jane. Yay. Thank you so much, my dear. Thank you everyone for listening and I'll see you all next week.